Own Your Bold is a platform by women for women that focuses on the trials and tribulations of living single in your 30s. It includes content on Instagram, TikTok, and Lemonade, as well as this podcast entitled Thank You for Laughing. I'm your host, single mom, entrepreneur, corporate queen, and graduate student, Stephanie Shar, and this is where we make light of life one episode at a time. I am so happy you're here. I post new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Thank you for listening, and thank you for laughing with me. This is going to be a fun, lighthearted episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm excited about it. And I have COVID right now. (laughs) I am on day four. Yeah, day four. Um, And honestly, it feels like a very mild cold. Um, I'm a little bit congested. But honestly, like if I hadn't taken a positive test, I would not even have thought that I had COVID. So um, I am isolating and it is right before Christmas. So I am just hoping and praying that I'm still able to spend Christmas Day with my family, maybe even Christmas Eve too. So I was supposed to spend this whole weekend with my family. Um, If you're listening to this in the future, it is. Christmas 2023. So it, um, Christmas day is going to be on a Monday. So I was planning on spending like all of Saturday, Sunday, Monday with my family. Um, but I'm not able to do that. So I am obviously, um, a little mentally unwell about that, but that's why we're doing this fun episode today. I had this idea for this episode a while ago, but I just didn't know when I was going to actually do it and we're going to do it. So Today, I am going through all of the books that I read in 2023 and giving you a mini quickie review, every single book. I read 29 books, so that's a lot, even though it I didn't even reach my goal. My goal was 52 books, and I did 29, but in the grand scheme of things, I feel like 29 is a lot. Um, so I had this idea to read one book a week this year because last year I did one book a month. I think that was like a little a little far-fetched, but I also, at the beginning of this year, had no idea where this year was going to take me. And if you listen to my recap episode, then you'll know that it was batshit crazy. There were so many changes, so many ups and downs, mostly downs. And I have barely had any time to read over the last few months. Like, the last couple books that I've read were actually audiobooks, which, like, I haven't even listen to audiobooks since like COVID 2020, uh, even though I have COVID right now, but you know what I mean? Like since the like actual pandemic in 2020, um, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks because I was like doing a lot of walking and hiking and stuff like that. But anyways, um, we are still going to go through all of those. And then also we're going to go through all of the movies that I've watched recently because one thing I've noticed about me is like when I am feeling really overwhelmed and stressed out and anxious about my life and like my brain is just full because basically recently I've been like going to work all day and then school all night and I barely have time to breathe. It's like the last thing I want to do is like pick up a book and it's really hard for me to focus on a book at the end of the day after all that because my brain is just fried. So it's actually been easier for me 
especially like in the colder, cozier months to like put on a movie, which isn't normal for me. Like normally I'm not really a movie or a show person and I still like books and I like reading better, but like that's just been like the easier thing lately is if I'm not watching YouTube vlogs or Gilmore Girls, I'm going to try to watch a movie. So I'm going to go through those. Um, and yeah, I guess like based on that, it's probably no surprise that I didn't love like any of the movies that I watched. Um, but I'm going to go through those in detail as well. So, um, we're going to start with the books though. So I'm going to go to my Goodreads app. If you guys aren't on Goodreads, I highly suggest it. It's honestly, it's something that I've been using for years. Like before there was even an app, like it was just a website before. I remember when there weren't apps, you guys. <laughs> if you're my age, then you remember that. Um, it was a website back in the day. So I've had it for like, I don't know, like 20 years or something. I'm going to have to see like when it like first came out because I feel like I've had Goodreads like since it started. Um, and of course, it's like choosing this time to not want to load anything. So we're going to have to wait a second. Okay, so we're going to go all the way back down to, um, okay, that's too far. So, okay, 2023. Did I really read Archer's voice in 2023? I feel like that can't be right. Did I really? Okay, my mind is like blown right now. I feel like this year was so long. Like so much happened. I'm like freaked out right now because I swear I read it last year. Did I start reading it last year? No, it says January 1st to January 5th. That's fucking weird because I feel like I've been reading Mia Sheridan like my whole life. But okay, apparently I discovered her this year. That is so I'm 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 like scared right now. Like, is there a glitch in the matrix? Like, there's something wrong with the simulation right now. Okay. So, anyways, apparently I read Archer's Voice this year. Archer's Voice is probably the number one, my number one favorite book that I have read in the last several years, if not ever. It is so good, you guys. It is like, it is, I I don't even want to call it a romance book. It's honestly just it's an experience it is an experience you'll cry you'll orgasm like it is like just so emotional but also really juicy and like i i can't i can't describe it. just read it like if like if you're gonna read one book on this whole list like you can turn off this podcast right now and just like go read archer's voice right now and like that's it like you'll be fine okay after that I read His and Hers by Alice Feeney, which is a thriller. And I was not – I so I gave it three. So obviously Archer's Voice, I gave five out of five stars. But I would give it like 10 out of five. His and Hers, I gave three out of five stars. And I think that's being generous. I would probably say it was more like two and a half. So I, I've heard a lot about Alice Feeney. And she's supposed to be, like, huge in the thriller world. And I didn't think that, like, this book was anything to write home about. I might just have to try reading a different book of hers. Um, 
there's definitely like some trigger warnings like there's some teenage essay like pedophilia type stuff that is kind of detailed which like i wasn't expecting um obviously it's a thriller so like you never know what you're gonna get but just so you're aware i don't know it has like such good reviews everywhere else but i guess i'm just a weirdo like i didn't and it wasn't even like the essay stuff that was like it wasn't just that that i didn't like it was also just the plot i thought was so like it's been done before like basically it's like a whodunit it's like you don't know like who did what and at the end there's a twist but it was very I, I didn't think it was like that great I just I don't know I didn't so I would skip that one but apparently everyone else liked it but me Winter in Paradise by Ellen Hildebrand I've read books by her before so this is like a this book was interesting because I thought it was just going to be a a romance beach read like because most of her books are like they're very just chill, relaxing beach read, like easy reads. This was an easy read too, but it did have a little bit of like a mystery element to it. There is like a little bit of that to it. It's definitely not a thriller, but there is a mystery. Um, It was pretty good. I gave it four out of five. And then I read Most of All You, which is another Mia Sheridan book. Um, honestly, I don't remember like what it was about. I've read so much Mia Sheridan this year that it's kind of all like jumbling together. But I just I love her. Like she's definitely become my favorite author next to Julia Quinn, who writes Bridgerton. Like Mia Sheridan just she's just the type of writer that pulls you right in and like you don't want to put the book down because you just you just like fall in love with the characters in the story and you want to know what happens with them and you just like care about them like she just makes you really care about what's going on and just the way she she writes is just it's just so good it's it's like i said it's like an experience and you're just like pulled into this world and it's not like it's not even like a like a weird world it's not like fantasy or anything it's like you know it's like realistic stuff but i don't know it's she's just such a good writer it's honestly i think it's like her writing style that really is the key um okay yeah so this one was about she's so this girl's like a stripper and she meets this guy that like you know obviously it's very predictable like they fall in love blah 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 um but yeah it was really good it wasn't as good as archer's voice but it was really good um I would definitely read Archer's voice over this one, but like this one was good too. Um, Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. So this was like all over the internet. I feel like it still is. This is another one where I kind of like disagreed. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of a hater. Like I don't always like what everyone else likes. And I think for whatever reason – maybe maybe that's part of it is I want to be unique or something but like it wasn't even the fact that like the book was good like so things we never got over it's a romance it's like a small town romance um it's cute it's sexy um definitely like sexual you know explicit scenes um not like not like triggering or anything like like hot scenes <laughs> so i'm trying to say smut it's smut like basically it's a 600 page smut book and i just didn't understand why it was so long like 
Lucy Score's books are so fucking long. And like, I don't have time to sit around reading 600 pages of smut. Like, it's great. But like, I feel like she could have like cut it in half and it would have been just as good. But loved the characters, loved everything about it, except that it was just too long. And because of that, I'm probably not going to read the other books in the series because quite honestly, again, like, I just don't have the time and energy and focus for that. Like, I don't have the attention span for that. Like, my sweet spot is anywhere from, like, 250 to 400 pages. If it's more than 400, like, it better be really – it better be, like, the best book in the world because, like, it it was just – it was so hard for me to get through it. So that was just my opinion. But, again, like, most people gave it five stars. I gave it four stars. Um, Then I read To Sir Philip with Love, which is number five in the Bridgerton series. You guys know how obsessed I am with Bridgerton, the books, the show, everything. Um, I gave this one four out of five stars. Um, I'd probably – I might give it, like, three and a half – I just felt like out of the Bridgerton series, this was, this is probably my least favorite one, which is weird because it's Eloise's book, which I love Eloise as a character and as a person, like, I feel like I relate to her the most, but I just felt like this book in particular was so slow and it makes sense because Eloise and Philip are are mailing letters to each other over the course of like years. And so it's a very slow, like, like some of the other Bridgerton books, it's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like within a few pages, there's already like a sex scene and they're already falling in love and it's just like really quick. This was definitely slower moving. If you like a slow burn, then you'll like this. But again, I don't have the patience for that. Um, I mean, it was still good, but it was probably my least favorite in the series so far. And I only have one book left to go, which is, um, oh my gosh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Gregory. I almost said Henry. I'm like, no, Hyacinth is age. So Gregory's the last one. Yeah. So Gregory's book is the only one I haven't read yet. But yeah, I would say this one, like, I don't know. If you like a slow burn, read it. If not, like you can skip it. You don't necessarily have to read this book to understand like the rest of the Bridgerton series. Because if you're familiar with Bridgerton, there's eight siblings. They each have their own book about their own love story. And there might be a little bit about the other characters sprinkled in, but it's not like the show where it's all kind of happening at the same time. Like the books are very individualized. And so you don't really need to like read them all in order or even read them all to like understand what's going on with the couples. So that is that. The next book I read was All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. This is her second book. And I gave, I've given both of her books five stars. Her next book is coming out in January and I'm so fucking excited. She's definitely my favorite thriller writer. Like, again, it's, I just, I love her writing style and she's also just so creative like I feel like both of these books were so unique and I think that's really hard to do with a thriller especially for people that read a lot of thrillers but Stacy just like the combination of her uniqueness and her writing style is it's just it's just amazing like I gave it five stars I gave her last one five stars too and I can't wait to read her next one like I would say Stacy Willingham is my favorite thriller writer and then um, Mia Sheridan is my favorite romance writer, followed only by Julia Quinn, which actually they're kind of tied. But I don't know. I would say maybe Mia Sheridan more just because she has more variety. But then again, like Julia Quinn is 
you know, if you're writing a like a series about the same family, like it's not going to have a lot of variety. So it makes sense. I don't know. But um, yeah, definitely read all of Stacey Willingham's books. Next, I read All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover. Again, like I kind of disagree with like the Colleen Hoover hype. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking Colleen Hoover. I don't think she's a bad writer. I don't think her books are bad, but I don't think she's the best ever. I'm not obsessed with her. I don't really understand the obsession. Like I read Verity and I absolutely loved it. I gave it five stars. I thought it was an amazing thriller. Um, this book was a romance. It was not a thriller at all. It was very sad. It was about infertility and like a married couple going through that. And it was very depressing, honestly. And I, I really don't like sad books. Like I either like really romantic, you know, love stories or like, like crazy, you know, intense thrillers. But this was like, a sad romantic love story. Like, I don't know. It just, it, I honestly was like sad reading it the whole time until like the last chapter. And that's just like, not why I read. Like when I read, I want to be like happy or horny or excited or like, you know, whatever. Like I, I don't, I want to feel like those emotions. I don't want to feel sad. It's like, I'm already sad about my own life. Like <laughs> I don't need to read a sad book. So like, it definitely wasn't for me as far as the writing style though, like I did like the way that she wrote this book. I thought it was pretty cool. There was a lot of like time hopping back and forth and I don't always like that, but the way that she did it with this book, I really liked. Um, and I thought it was well-written. I thought that it was an interesting story. I thought it was unique. Like I gave it four out of five stars because even though it wasn't for me, it was a good book. So if you like sad, sad romances, go for it. Um, next was The Housemaid by Frieda McFadden. I gave it four out of five stars. So Frieda McFadden is another author that I feel like totally exploded online. Like people have been calling her the Colleen Hoover of thrillers. And I would say Frieda McFadden's books are good if you want just like a quick, easy thriller that maybe doesn't make <laughs> a ton of sense but it doesn't really matter because you just like want to have fun with it. Like I definitely wouldn't say she's the best writer in the world. Like I, I mean, it's, it's pretty basic writing, like, you know, high school level. Like I feel like I could have read her books in like middle school and you know, it's like that reading level. Like it's just, it's very, it's that easy to read. So like, I like pulling up her books on my Kindle. If it's like, okay, I just want like something quick. Like her thrillers are short. They're maybe like 300 pages. So I'm like, okay, I just want to like read something real quick and just like enjoy it for a second. But like, I'm not expecting to go into it, like wanting to give her a Nobel prize. Like, I don't know. That's how, that's how I would see them. Like I, 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 I actually read a lot of her books this year and I enjoyed them, but she's still not my favorite. It's just easy, fun reads. Like there are a lot of loopholes in her books. They usually don't make sense you know, you just kind of have to like roll with it and enjoy it and just know, know that her books are like that going into it. And so, um, yeah, so the housemaid, check it out. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. I gave it four out of five stars. So, um, I know there's a couple sequels too, but I did hear that the sequel is like, just like the first book. It's just a different family that she's living with. So it's like one of those things where like when you see the sequel to a movie and the same thing happens, it's like 
you know, Home Alone 2, the same thing happens, but they're in New York. It's like same shit, right? So that kind of thing. Next, I read The Deal by L. Kennedy. This was another one that got big online. Like I read a lot of like the popular books this year just to kind of see like what I was missing out on. And honestly, with a lot of these, I wasn't missing out on much. Okay. Like I hate to say it. So The Deal, I gave four to five stars. Um, I did really like it. It had some smut in it. It was a cute romance, college romance, um, hockey, hockey romance. But again, it was really, really long. It was, it reminded me of Lucy's score where it's like, I don't understand why this is so long because it's not like this big, you know, Lord of the Rings piece of literature like it's not like you know the hobbit or something it's it's college it's college kids dating and having sex and like it's like a cute fun story so it was another thing where i was like i really like this but am i gonna read the rest of the series i'm not sure like i i do think that i downloaded the second book on my kindle because i think it was free or like a dollar um but it's definitely a commitment. I feel like L. Kennedy's books and Lucy Score's books are a commitment. Like you have to go into it knowing that like it's not going to be a quick Frieda McFadden or Colleen Hoover read. It's going to be like you're going to be reading it for like a week. You're not going to be reading it for like two days. So as long as you're okay with that, I mean, it was a good book, but again, just too long for me. So that was the deal. And then I read When in Rome, which was really short, but I – could not stand the main character. So it's by Sarah Adams. I gave it three out of five stars. I loved the guy in it, but I swear to God, did I already do a podcast episode about this? I must have, I think that's why I'm so confused. I must have done a podcast episode about the books that I've read so far, but like earlier in the year, maybe I did. Cause I feel like I've talked about these books before. So I don't know. I'm so confused, but anyways, so I'm probably repeating myself, but um, I loved the guy in this book, but the girl was so annoying. Like she was really immature, like they're supposed to be like in their 30s or maybe their 20s, but she was acting like she was like 12 and just really awkward and weird. But she was also supposed to be a celebrity that like she's supposed to be like a Taylor Swift level celebrity. So I'm like, why? Why is she acting like she doesn't know? how to like do anything like I don't know it was just it it was like really really odd like it like it just didn't make sense I don't know it was yeah I don't know I just I didn't like that character and obviously like when you don't like the main character of a book it's really hard to get through so even though it was really short it was like it wasn't short enough for me I was just like I just want to I honestly just finished it so that I could like get over it and then it kind of made me not want to read any other of Sarah Adams books because like a lot of them are spinoffs of this book and like in the same world with like not the same characters. But I think like the second book is the main character's sister. And so I don't know, I might like it more, but honestly it's like, I have so many other books I would rather read. So I don't know, Sarah Adams, I'm going to have to like think about that and I may or may not continue reading your books because of that one character. I'm sorry. I know. Um, next, I read How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell. I gave this two stars. Honestly, it was so fucking boring. Like this book, 
I thought this book was going to be like a self-help, self-development book, but it was more like a political history type book. Like it, it felt like a textbook, like something you would read for school. And again, like that's not like why I read. Like I I read like for fun and for enjoyment and like it was very factual. So if you like books like that, go for it. Like it wasn't badly written or anything like that, but I just thought it was really boring and just not my cup of tea. So I gave it two out of five stars. Then I read When He Was Wicked, which is number six in the Bridgerton series, and I actually gave this one five stars. Um, this was one of my favorite books in the Bridgerton series. It was Francesca's book, and um, she falls in love with basically her, her deceased husband's best friend. Um, which is a little taboo, but like, it was really, really good. I loved that. Like they were friends first for years. And then like, after her husband passes away, they, you know, obviously like form this romance and stuff like that. I loved that. Like she was a little more mature than some of the other characters from the other siblings. Like she obviously wasn't a virgin. She was married before she had kids. Like, you know, it was just a little, a little different. Whereas like, sometimes with with like the regency era it's kind of hard to relate because a lot of the women get married so young like they're they're like you know 16 year old virgins when they get married and it's just like obviously i'm you know i'm older than that and more experienced so it's like hard to relate to them i i still like the books but it's just different like i just i loved that francesca was like closer to my age like i'm pretty sure she's in her early 30s in this book and I just felt like it was a more mature love story that I could relate to. And therefore, I enjoyed it better. Um, next, I read Better Than the Movies, which was – I gave it five stars. And it was by Lynn Painter. I definitely want to read more of Lynn Painter's books. I kind of went through like a little mini YA era. And I I just love this book. It was so cute. There were so many references to rom-coms. It was just a very sweet high school love story absolutely adored it and then i read every last word by tamara ireland stone which i also gave five stars it's also ya and i absolutely loved that one as well another high school love story but this one had more of like a mental health element to it um mental health struggles and like she's in theater which i was in theater in high school and like the main character really reminded me of me actually both of these books the main character reminded me of me when I was that age. And I think that's why I like them so much. Um, after that, I read Twisted Love, which is definitely not a high school <laughs> romance. Um, Twisted Love is, it's not even smut anymore. The Twisted series isn't even smut. It's porn. It's like straight up porn. So just be prepared for that from beginning to end. I mean, like it's, it's amazing. I loved it. It is pretty long, but the um, like the words, like the print is bigger. And I want to say it was maybe like 400, 450 pages, something like that. So it was like a really easy read, even though it was long. And I just like blasted through it. And I'm really excited to read the next book. I have – or actually, I, I did read the first two books in the series. This was the first one, though, Twisted Love. And um, I – have the third one on my Kindle right now. But anyways, it's by Anna Huang. I gave 
this first book four out of five stars. The only reason why I gave it four instead of five is because the main guy was a little triggering just for me personally. I don't think everyone would be triggered by him because he is a little controlling and he kind of reminded me of like some toxic men that I've met in my own life. But I was able to like separate myself from it and be like, this is just a book and that, you know, it's, I was able to like separate like my reality from like the fantasy of the book. So, um, but that's why I gave it four out of five. After that, I read More Than Words by Mia Sheridan. I gave this one, what is going on? Sorry. Okay. Sorry. My computer was doing something weird. Um, I read More Than Words by Mia Sheridan, which I gave five stars to. This was um, – so, yeah. So this is like a, like a childhood love story, like people that knew each other as kids and then they reconnect when they're older. And um, I just – I loved – again, like – her books are just so unique. Like her love stories are so unique. Like this one was about a musician and, um, and they, they like go to Paris for like a big chunk of the book and just like interesting things that like not everybody does or I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. So, but I loved it. I loved, I love the the story and just from beginning to end, it was so good. Um, and then Twisted Game. So this was the second book in the Twisted series by Anna Huang. I gave it four out of five stars again. And this one I gave four out of five stars because I felt like it was a little too slow for me. So this one was more of a slow burn. Like Twisted Love was definitely wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. This one was a slower burn. Like it took a while for anything to really happen between the two people, which made sense because this is a love story between a princess and her bodyguard. So it's like obviously like, you know, they had to develop that and kind of sneak around and things like that. Um, but it was weird because most people from what I was reading online liked this one more than Twisted Love, which I actually like Twisted Love better. So I don't know. But yeah, Twisted Games, I gave four out of five stars. <clears throat> and I'm really interested to see how I like the other two books in the series and how those kind of like rank up against the other two. Um, next is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. You guys, I'm sorry, like another unpopular opinion, but I am not an Emily Henry fan. Like this was my second or third, I think second. I think this was my second book that I read by her. And I just think she's boring. I think her writing and her books are just so boring. And it's like there are so many other things that I could read that are more exciting. And it just – they're just boring. It's like just two people like talking the whole time and like nothing's really going on. And there might be like a sex scene or two, but it's not like anything crazy. I don't know. It's just – it it doesn't – it's it's not exciting. Like it's not like – there, there's nothing that like really pulls me in with her books. Like it's not like, oh my gosh, like I'm I'm just so like drawn into this book and into this world. It's like I'm reading it and I'm like, I just this isn't doing anything for me. So yeah, I mean it was cute, but like wasn't wasn't all that. I mean, I gave it three out of five stars. Honestly, that was probably generous. Like I just I just don't think she's for me, but 
again, I like books that are like really intense and not everyone likes that. So if you like more of a slower, mellow, chill book where not a lot happens, then you'll like her books. Um, Okay, then I read Travis by Mia Sheridan, which is the sequel or the spinoff to Archer's Voice. I gave it four out of five stars. I didn't like it as much as Archer's Voice, but I did really like it. Um, Travis is like Archer's bad boy player brother, and he's kind of the villain in Archer's Voice, which is interesting. So it, it was kind of fun like seeing the villain fall in love. And he falls in love with this girl who is very different from him she's from out of town she's kind of quirky kind of weird and he's like this pretty boy bad boy cop and like it's definitely again a unique story that like you know most people like wouldn't think to pair these two people together so i really liked it a lot um then i read the inmate by frida mcfadden another one by her i gave it four out of five stars again like she's so consistent like i know going into her books again. Like, it's just going to be a fun, quick thriller. It might not make sense, but that's okay. This one was about a um, a psychologist, I think. Psychologist or psychiatrist who works and she gets a job at a prison. And of course, her abusive ex that she sent to prison just happens to be behind bars there. And um, things happen and you kind of there's definitely like a mystery involved and a twist and all of that. So it's just another like quick little read. Next, I read The Upside of Falling by Alex Light, which is another YA. I gave it three out of five stars. I thought this one was pretty like overdone, um, you know, like typical fake dating, which, you know, that never happens in real life. Like no one ever does the fake dating thing in real life. So I don't know why it's such a popular plot and books like it's just it's not realistic at all but yeah high schoolers fake dating trying to win someone else over blah 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 like same shit like it, it was honestly like it wasn't like a badly written book or anything but it was just like an overdone plot for me I've like read it before next I read Kyland by Mia Sheridan again four out of five stars um this one what is about like two small town poor poverty people that are like trying to get out of the town and trying to like move away and move on and they're competing for the scholarship so they can I guess they're in high school even though there's like sex in it but but I so I don't think it's it's not YA but it is like high schoolers and they're high school seniors and they're like trying to get the scholarship and and just like do something more with their lives and so it's it's, it's pretty interesting. I liked it. It just wasn't like my favorite by her. Um, and then I read Never Lie again by Frieda McFadden. This one was about a couple who end up at like kind of this haunted house and craziness ensues and dead bodies and all kinds of things. So just read it and you'll find out. I give it four out of five again. I don't know if I said that. And then I read It's in His Kiss, another Bridgerton book. This was Bridgerton number seven. So I gave this one four out of five stars and it was, um, so this is Hyacinth's book. I'm trying to remember. Um, basically, Hyacinth, if you are into Bridgerton, then you'll know this, but Hyacinth is like 
the like smart ass of the family and she's like very sassy and um she kind of like meets a guy that is like her match like he's like very similar so it's it's kind of like an enemies to lovers story so i gave that one four out of five stars and then i read jar of hearts by jennifer hillier so i only gave this two out of five stars and honestly it was like a huge disappointment for me so i read a different book by jennifer hillier last year um little secrets and it was one of my favorite books of 2022 it was one of the best books i've ever read it was such a good thriller this was also a thriller um it was the most triggering book i've ever read it has several rape scenes several rape scenes probably like four or five um the first one is like in chapter two and i was like okay like one rape scene you know i can i can get through this i didn't realize there were going to be like a bunch of them and it's very disturbing it's it's honestly like it's definitely the most disturbing triggering thriller that i've ever read so like I definitely wouldn't recommend it for anyone who's been a victim of SA or incest or um, pretty much anything. <laughs> if you have any trauma at all, don't read this book. Like, which again, like so many people love this book. I mean, it has a 4.12 on Goodreads out of over 100,000 ratings and over 11,000 reviews. Like this is a very well-loved book. So maybe I'm just weird, but like, I personally just, I I finished it because I wanted to know what happened and I wanted to finish it, but it was really hard to finish. And the ending is not, I think I was hoping that the ending would be satisfying enough to like make up for the rest of it, but it wasn't. So I, I personally just, I didn't like it. And um, yeah, I was really disappointed because I absolutely loved her other book. So I don't know if I'm going to read any more of her stuff because I'm kind of scared. <laughs> then I read The Perfect Marriage by Geneva Rose, three out of five stars. Again, this was a really popular one online and people were telling me it was like the best book ever, best book they ever read. Like, oh my gosh, I have to read it. So, so good. And honestly, it was another thriller that I feel like has been done before. It's like a married couple, someone gets murdered, people are trying to figure out who did it. And I called the ending probably like within the first few pages. Like I instantly knew like what happened. And um and I was like really disappointed when I was right at the end. <laughs> so um yeah I just think it's like something that's been done before like a his and hers um perspective like it kind of goes back and forth like and you don't know who to side with and things like that and like yeah i think it's 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 just it's been done before so for me personally i didn't think it was all that i gave it three out of five then i actually listened to two audiobooks and these are the last two books so i listened to the woman and me by britney spears i finished it in a day so fucking good i gave it five five out of five stars so good you guys like you just if you like britney spears at all like if you grew up listening to her music like i did if you're millennial like you will absolutely love it it is so good just just read it just listen to it read it i loved listening to it because michelle williams um read it and i just thought she did such a phenomenal job and i feel like it really added a lot to it 
And then I finished listening to On Her Knees, Memoir of a Prayerful Jezebel by Brenda Marie Davies. I gave it two out of five stars. I, I started listening to this, I don't know, probably two or three years ago. I feel like I discovered her during the pandemic in 2020 um, through like podcasts or Instagram or something. So this author is just like a problematic person in general. I think that's why I stopped listening to her book for a while because I just felt like I didn't really want to support her. Basically, she is a she's a white woman. She's a queer woman. She's bisexual. And I think that's why I started listening to her because it was like I was going through my bisexual awakening and like trying to find other like bisexual creators and stuff like that. Um, but she's very privileged and she like during black lives matter, she was like extremely problematic and has started a lot of shit online with like other people and just not a very like respectable person in my opinion. And so when I finished listening to it, I was kind of like listening to it through that lens and so I know that affected it a little bit, but also like, I I guess even though it's, even though it says it's a memoir, like I really thought it was going to be more of like self-help, self-development. I think because like I've listened to her podcast before and I've watched her YouTube channel and it's not all like me, me, me. It's like, there's always something to be learned. I didn't feel like there was anything to be learned from it. And with Britney Spears, like obviously like she's a celebrity. I grew up listening to her music. Like I see her as a celebrity. I see her as someone where like, I just want to know like all like the tea about her life and like what happened to her and stuff like that with Brenda. Like I'm not, I don't see her as a celebrity. I see her as just like another girl on the internet. And so I don't really care. I know it sounds harsh, but I just, I don't really care about just like what happened in her life. Like I was hoping for something more, but it was just basically like her like sexual escapades in LA and like the guys that she dated and had sex with. And I just like, don't really care about that. Like, so I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Like I was, I was definitely expecting more than I got out of it. So yeah. So just kind of, kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, that is it for the books. And then I did just want to talk about the movies that I've watched recently, which I'm sorry, this is turning out to be such a long episode. I should have known that going into it, but that's okay. So, um, I started this list of, I started like keeping a list of movies I was watching back in like October, I think like around Halloween time. And I was like, I'm going to watch some fall movies. So I watched um, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. I gave it eight and a half out of 10 stars. I watched the first one last year and then I'm going to watch the third one next year. I just, I don't know. It's kind of fun like watching one each year. I really like this series. I love like campy sexy horror movies like I don't like them to be too serious and this this like the series like really has it all and then I watched Love Guaranteed which was like a really cute quick short fun rom-com with Rachel Lee Cook I gave it seven out of ten stars it's just like a fun little thing to like throw on 
Then I watched Don't Worry Darling. I gave it six and a half out of ten stars. This movie was like such a big deal because Harry Styles is in it. And it was directed by Olivia Wilde, who was dating him at the time, and has Nick Kroll in it, and it has Chris, whatever, one of the Chris's in it. <laughs> I always forget their last names, but so it's like a it's like an all-star cast, and it was like visually it looked cool. It had like a good music score it was like eerie and creepy and it kind of reminded me of like a really long black mirror episode but it was really long i thought that it was kind of slow like there were definitely some parts that could have been taken out or shortened like it was over two hours long and i was like okay it really didn't have to be like that and it was a concept that's been kind of like done before like a stepford wives type of thing and I could pretty much like tell what was going on, like not all the way. There were definitely like some details that I couldn't figure out, but like I could figure out most of it. And again, like I just I don't like being able to do that. I like to be surprised. So I gave it six and a half out of ten. Um, I just thought it was too predictable, but it was enjoyable and it was interesting. And I recommend watching it just for like a discussion piece because I think it is like an interesting thing, like movie to talk about. Um, then I watched Fair Play, which was the Netflix movie that had Phoebe in it from Bridgerton. She plays Daphne. Um, I gave it eight out of 10 stars. I thought that it was really good. It was really intense. Um, there is a very short, in my opinion, not unwatchable essay scene um if i can handle it i think most people can handle it um i didn't think it was too triggering for me so i i actually overall really really liked it um but it is intense just like go in knowing it's going to be an intense movie about a, a toxic couple basically um and then I watched Lady Chatterley's Lover. I gave it six out of 10 stars. Honestly, I was really disappointed by it. Like it definitely had Bridgerton vibes and I thought it was going to be better than it was. It was very slow. It was like kind of boring. I had a lot of sex scenes, but like I I don't want to like body shame anyone, but like the main actress was like just so skinny and you could like see her bones and like it was just like, oh, like I don't know. But she was supposed to be skinny like for like – like, the character was supposed to be losing weight because she was, like, so depressed and stuff. So, like, it makes sense. But I was just like, oh, like, and there's, like, a scene where the two people are, like, running around in the rain naked with, like, their bushes hanging out. And I'm like, okay, I know that people didn't get Brazilians back then, but, like, I don't really need to see that. Like, I don't know. So, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't as sexy as I thought it was going to be. And then I watched May, December, which is the Natalie Portman movie on Netflix with Julianne Moore. I gave it a negative one out of 10. It was literally the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I posted about it on TikTok and people totally attacked me and came for me. Some people, well, some people agreed with me. Like a few people agreed with me at first. Then all of a sudden this like flood of people telling me how stupid I was showed up. But it was honestly... A, a laughably bad movie like it was just so like honestly like it felt like satire it felt like like camp like I don't know it was just 
I like couldn't take it seriously. It was just, it was just like ridiculous. Like that's all I can say. It was ridiculous. And then I watched, I don't know how she does it. I gave it nine out of 10 stars. I thought it was so cute. I've never seen it before. It's a Sarah Jessica Parker movie where she's like a working mom. And I thought it was so relatable and so cute and I loved it. And then I watched leave the world behind, which is the Netflix movie that just came out with, um, Julia, whatever, why can't I think of her name? Julia Roberts and um, and Ethan Hawke. And like it's another like all-star cast. I gave it 8 out of 10 stars. Like I've definitely seen so many mixed opinions about this one too. Like people either loved it or hated it. I thought that it was really interesting. I think it's something everyone should watch because, again, I think it's a good, like, discussion piece. It's political. It's eerie. It's creepy. You don't know what's going on. I thought it was – I honestly thought it was, like, really good except for the fact that I thought it was too long. Um, As you can tell, I don't like really long things. I don't like really long books or really long movies. Like, I get bored and I'm just like, okay, like, let's wrap it up, people. So, like, probably, like, a half hour before the movie ended, I was, like, checking the time and being like, okay, how much much is left of this? So, but I thought it was really good. The acting was good. Kevin Bacon's in it, too. Like, a bunch of people. And, well, actually, I didn't really like the acting of the two daughters. I thought they were both, like, kind of annoying. But everyone else... I thought did really well and I thought like the plot was really interesting and it it just it's one of those movies that like makes you think and it makes you think about like our future and like what's going on in the world. Um, Then just for fun, my best friend Angela and I watched The Holiday and we watched Home for Christmas, which I've seen both before. The Holiday is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time and just like one of my favorite movies in general. And then Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, oh my gosh, and Jessica Biel as teenagers it was like so cheesy and bad but like in all the best ways like i forgot like everything about that movie and it was just really funny to watch so that wraps up my all my books that i read this year and all the movies that i've been watching for the last few months i love you guys so much thank you for being here and thank you for keeping me company while i have covid (laughs) Maybe I will watch more movies or read more books this weekend. So I will talk to you guys next time. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Make sure you hit the bell for notifications so that you know when the next episode goes up. Bye.